You are listening to Open Science Talk, the podcast about, well, open science. This is episode 5, and today's topic is Tricks of the Trade, How to Get Your Article. And my guest today is Chus van den Brekel, Medical Information Specialist at the Central Medical Library at the University of Groningen in the Netherlands. Chus van den Brekel, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. First of all, could you explain the backdrop of this uh, topic? Yeah, I can. Um, actually, I started making a, a list of all the possible ways to get full text because it was, in my library, too complicated to explain to users why some tools uh, were not working that we offered from the library. And, and it appears that some free tools that were out there were doing the job better. Also, Unpaywall came around uh, showing users very easy access to open access articles. And uh, a service called Copernio was doing that for su subscribed content. So together, I thought it was uh, needed to make an overview of the service that the library offered and services that were out there. Why do we need these tools? Um, we need the tools because the tools that we offer now are either uh, failing a little bit. Um, for instance, the link resolvers of libraries have difficulties finding access uh, to the very latest, uh, the, the newest articles, because there's not enough uh, metadata in it. The, the pre-publication, uh, the EPUB first articles, it's difficult for link resolvers to uh, always deliver uh, 100%. So the, users has the user has the experience that they sometimes don't get access where they think they should. And there are tools out there that can offer easily easily access to that, including um, uh, finding a lot of open access articles that are out there. Um, on the other hand, it's also needed to use um, other tools because sometimes libraries are just not um, um, renewing the new licenses for deals with publishers. It happens more and more that uh, big deals uh, are not going um, to go uh, be renewed because the publishers don't want to go as fast with open access as the, as the libraries or the universities want to go. And then we suddenly don't have access to a, a very large group of journals anymore. Um, and then it's very important that they know about all alternative ways to find possibly access to the full text. So, so give us a rundown here. What are the specific tools that you, you have listed? Well, if you um, um, don't look at the tools that the libraries are using right now, um, there is um, this uh, Google Scholar, of course, which is a, a nice resource to find information uh, on scientific information. And it also gives a lot of uh, alternative versions. But uh, the most interesting um, that I think is there uh, is also Unpaywall, which is a free um, free tool. And it offers a huge database of open access articles. Uh, and with this very nice, handy uh, browser extension, if you put it in your browser, you can personalize uh, the access to it. And it will tell you uh, when you have access to an open access article. So you have Google Scholar there um, that you can also uh, get into your browser. You have Unpaywall. And for academic libraries or the users of academic libraries, there's a, a promising service called Copernio, um, which is free. Um, 
but it connects and the unpayable data, so alternative versions of uh, scientific publications, together with uh, the access to the licensed content the library has to offer to you. And this makes the, the user experience or the access uh, to scientific publications much more smoother. It's what they call a kind of a, a one-click access uh, service. Are there any other uh, services that uh, libraries could connect to? Yes, actually, it's quite interesting to see that there is a, a growing market um, of services that libraries can buy into, licensed services like uh, Lean Library, uh, a Dutch uh, a company that's now been acquired by uh, Sage. Uh, Lean Library is promising because it extends even the reach beyond the reach of the link resolver and offers uh, assist and redirects uh, services um, that the library can tweak. We see also that uh, some commercial parties are developing these things. Uh, Copernio has actually been acquired uh, by Clarivate, um, and they are going to implement uh, this one-click access in all the services and databases they have from Clarivate. Um, but also Digital Science has looked into a kind of service like this, and it's called anywhereaccess.com. I think they're aiming to be a kind of a combination between Copernio and Lean Library, uh, where they can have access to one uh, one click to the PDF and have additional services and statistics about uh, library use or content of library use. You've also uh, mentioned that there's um, there's uh, tricks and alternative sources for getting your PDF. Uh, what are those? Yeah, of course, users uh, users can be very creative in getting the access if we don't have it uh, from the library. We all know about it, but we sometimes don't uh, discuss it with uh, with each other or with the users. Um, there are a com- couple of things that are um, are used. Um, most people know the social networks for scientists like ResearchGate and Academia and Mendeley, where it's possible to uh, uh, request articles through either authors or people who have put out publications. There's also an interesting Twitter hashtag that has been used to um, to request articles. It's called uh, hashtag ICANHasPDF. Um, there's also the open access button. Uh, if you talk about open access, it is getting more and more interesting to find those publications that are out there. The open access button is trying to connect uh, um, the interlibrary loan service or a document delivery service for data and articles, trying to get the article through the um, uh, through the author. We see all kinds of new th- developments. Um, also, recently they are they announced it's a service called R4R by Iris.ia. It's in development, and they also want to automate or facilitate the connection between researchers and uh, the exchange of scientific publications. It will be interesting to follow that, too. And besides those uh, uh, tips and tricks, uh, there's also, of course, the growing um, amount of open access mega resources, um, either free or licensed, like BASE from Bielefeld, uh, CORE from the UK, offering actually millions of open access articles. There's also um, uh, Dimensions uh, by Digital Science, offering a free and a licensed version of um, access to, uh, again, millions of open access databases, uh, sorry, uh, millions of access publications. Um, Also, OneFinder is a commercial uh, service 
that libraries can buy into to get more access to uh, open access publications. And then um, next to all these tips and tricks uh, and extra platforms that you can get access to, we also see, of course, the growth of uh, putting articles in, in all kinds of archive uh, or repositories uh, from different topics. Uh, um, they, they seem to be very hot as well. I know that you mentioned some resources that are not fully accepted as uh, as good ways to get your PDF. Um, what kind of services uh, should we be careful using? Well, in um, in creating my list uh, of the library's overview of all services, we had an option to, um, yeah, we either make a complete list or we have a, a, a kind of a careful list. But my argument for including services like Sci-Hub and uh, LibGen, uh, which are considered illegal. Um, we still wanted to list them because it gave us the opportunity to put a, a disclaimer in, a warning in, or uh, an opinion. Um, if we would have just left it out, I think we were being a little bit of hypocrite uh, because uh, we know our users are using it when they are desperate and they, they have access. Uh, they don't have access. They will try anything to do that. But we just wanted to make sure that in the overview, we warn them, uh, like, this is out there, but you shouldn't use it. But these are uh, services that, that provide um, articles that they don't have license to. Yes, actually, um, these are platforms where um, scientific articles, uh, subscribed content, so copyright protected, uh, the copyright lies by lies at the, at the publishers. They are offered f for free by the millions, like, like Sci-Hub and, and LibGen, I already mentioned, yeah, they are um, they are not legal. And the same goes for some of the uh, publications that are on ResearchGate. Um, and then actually, they are trying uh, they are t trying to take them down uh, to uh, those articles. And that's that's right. That's the correct thing to do. Um, so you mentioned Lean Library, um, and that you are currently testing it with your university. Um, how does it work? Yeah, we are doing uh, currently a trial on uh, on Lean Library, uh, a licensed product from a startup company uh, started by a former librarian of the University of Utrecht. It's promising because it um, enables libraries to get into the, the workflow of the user. Um, they have to install a, a simple browser extension just once. And from then on, um, they can connect to the library or actually um, any web pages that they are uh, visiting and that are um, a library has subscribed content for them, like databases or uh, publications or journals, whatever, uh, the pop-up is going to activate them and show them or redirect them to the right, correct access. And also this, um, this Lean Library installation can be customized by a library. It can act actually as a kind of a, a beyond link resolver service because link resolvers, they stop at, uh, at in the database itself and the Lean Library co continues in the browser. Lean Library acts for the, our tool also as an um, advocate for open access because we created an assist uh, in there to make sure that any users visiting uh, submission pages from publishers are actually made aware that we have a lot of deals in the Netherlands uh, uh, that take away APCs for authors. And it's very important that we make the most of those deals. So whenever a, a user 
visits a submission page, uh, uh, it will be notified that they can go and check if this journal actually has uh, an APC deal for the Netherlands uh, as well. And that's something you can uh, customize to your own university. Yes, yes. The, 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 the big thing for Lean Library is that you can customize any uh, redirects, um, any assist questions, uh, and even open access uh, things, um, even use it as a communication channel uh, to your user while being in the browser. Uh, to summarize a bit, there's a lot of tools out there that you just mentioned, but the whole issue here seems to be that the library services aren't providing the complete package yet. Uh, is that your opinion? Yeah, um, somehow um, libraries have, have have been promoting open access, like authors have to use open access, but somehow libraries forgot how they can connect uh, the users to all these open access publications that are out there. And those are millions. Um, and in many cases, they are not yet included in our discovery tools. Uh, so one thing that I think that, that should happen is to make possible that all discovery tools uh, enhance more to this content that's out there because um, there are so many resources where people can find open access publications, but we don't expect users to go over there one by one. We missed as a library creating a one-search uh, database to get access to the open access. And what happened? Look, some commercial parties came in and they, they're actually offering that now for libraries to buy. I think that's a bit strange, unfortunate. Um, yeah, in, in many cases, libraries have been outsourcing innovation uh, because, uh, because of money problems, uh, changing the workflow. Uh, I think we should get closer to, to, to innovation uh, and more and find a solution that makes it possible for our users to get easy access uh, to the publications, like a fast search and a one-click access to uh, um, scientific publications. Chris van den Breichel, it has been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Hello, listeners. This podcast is made by the University Library at UIT, the Arctic University of Norway. We have gotten some questions if other institutions can reuse our podcast, and you can. This whole product is CC BY licensed. Oh, and another thing, remember to sign up for our newsletter on opensciencetalk.com. Thanks for listening.